Hello. So here we are. This is the Common Sense Mental Health Podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Timothy Crumley, and I'm here with my co-host, Emma Cranston and Carlos Morset. Today, we're going to be talking about the holidays, holiday dynamics. We're having this podcast, I think a week or two after, I'm losing track of time, a week or two after Thanksgiving and uh, with holidays coming up at the end of this year, depending on what you celebrate. Um, and there's family dynamics and lots of other things, societal stuff that comes up with all of this and on top of COVID. So we'll be diving into that. Uh, but first, here is a little bit more about our group. So Common Sense Mental Health is a it's, it's basically the overhead for a group of private providers, uh, licensed mental health counselors, social workers, uh, and we operate within our own practices and we provide uh, teletherapy throughout New York State. We also provide in-person therapy as well within the capital region. And all of our providers are competent in teletherapy. Uh, we specialize in video, phone, as well as text-based services. And some of our providers have their own practice that work with Common Sense. And in those practices, they may be overseeing uh, interns or um, sort of pre-licensed providers who are under limited permits uh, or something along those lines. Uh, but that is Common Sense Mental Health in a nutshell. Um, any questions, you're always welcome to reach out and ask, and we will be happy to answer. All right, so let's dive in. So I, I my sense with today's episode is that we'll be talking about probably some of our own experiences, if, if we want. That's completely up to each of us, as well as um, themes and things we're seeing in our work um, with clients. Because um, again, another one of these things that impacts providers and clients alike, impacts people in general. Um, yeah. So I guess just to start, how were your Thanksgivings? Um, mine was, ours was yes. pretty chill. I didn't do a, a full like meal. I just literally did uh, buffalo chicken dip uh, with, uh, with chips. That was our Thanksgiving. It, it was, it and was, it was perfect. It was amazing. It was perfect. It, it was, was like, it was amazing. Yes. Like not in the kitchen all day. Very filling, chilling. It was just like done. Yep. Amazing. Yeah. This is like, I realized this is the first year, you know how every year we say, oh, we're not going to so-and-so house. We're not going all the way over here. We're not going over. And we always do anyway. Mm -hmm. This was like the first year that we literally couldn't go anywhere. Right. And it was nice. Yeah. I must say. Yeah. <laughs> so my Thanksgiving was nice. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. It was kind of nice to not have to go anywhere or actually do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I... Still did go too hard because I just like food a lot. And I made the mistake of Thanksgiving morning sharing with my husband, because I think I shared in the last podcast how crazy my menu had gotten in my mind. Mm -hmm. And I had shared it with him like, oh my gosh, haha, this is all what I was planning, but I've changed that. We're going to have days of cool meals. And he was apparently only half listening. <laughs> so like at some point I, we had done like a little light aft thing. I skipped the breakfast. Mm -hmm. Um, did a little apps thing for lunch, uh, and then he's always hungry. So a couple hours later, he rolls by. He's like, so, like, when are, when are we doing the tea? So it was like, <laughs> okay, fine. Now we're having an afternoon tea party. Uh, That's great. But it was actually very fun. Um, we cooked together, rolled out about half of the sides, which is good. We're mm. still working through that. Yeah. Um, but we probably for like the first time in our relationship didn't want to kill each other in the kitchen while we were cooking together mm -hmm. so that was romantic nice. um yeah because he 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 has that beautiful ability as i'm juggling like five things 
to always get in the way with the one thing he's doing. So this yeah. time he didn't. It was fine. <laughs> why, 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 why are you laughing, Carlos? That's so funny. Um, I'm just, I'm just laughing. It was a funny. Were you comment. able, were you able to relate to that? Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> do, do I do that? Yes. Yes, you do. Okay. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's, it's normal. Yeah. 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 Just a way of life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not a, a fun date cooking together if I'm not threatening divorce by the end. <laughs> Just I don't actually ever mean it, but mm-hmm. it's our fun term of endearment, apparently. I don't know. Totally. Uh, yeah. But it was very nice um, being downside. We were his, his car was having some issues or it needed the uh, whatever after 50,000 mile checkup. I don't know whatever oh, car yeah. things are. Yeah. And he like fin- he had been putting it off because COVID and didn't want to go out and get exposed or anything like that. Um, finally, was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. He called literally the morning of his appointment. The car died. It would not start. No. <laughs> so it was like, well, you were right to set up the service appointment. Also, let's call a tow truck. So uh. that was our excitement. Which, you know, all things considered, I was very grateful. It wasn't, you know. It, that could be really bad for many people. We have mm. the ability to like a get a tow truck, b be able to like just have the car serviced, and of course it's a hit no matter what. But it's, yeah. like it's fine, right? Um, right. So it was the timing sucked, of course, because it always sucks when your car dies. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, in a sense, it was like, well, it's also coming at a time where I can really frame things with gratitude a lot more. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, yeah, yeah. So overall, good holiday. So there were some moments of like being a little bummed out that we went with family, but yeah, we celebrated with our cat and gave her turkey Aww. and pate. So yeah. it was great. <laughs> nice. Yeah, for our pets, I um. On Thanksgiving night, I went around and I like refilled all their dishes. And as I'm like refilling their dishes, I'm like, "Happy Thanksgiving, Rocky!" Happy oh Thanksgiving. my god! I can hear him doing that. And then I get into the room. He's like, "Did you just wish the pets Happy Thanksgiving?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course." That is so cute. <laughs> and like the cats got two things of wet food for one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were so, very happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spoil the pets. I was gonna say, um, shoot, what were you just talking about? Um, she's talking about the car or partner's car. Oh, yeah. You were saying how, like, the car, like, breaking down is always, like, at the worst time or whatever. I remember that happened to us last year with my car. My battery died. Oh, yeah. It was it was in our parking lot, and it, I hadn't used the car in, like, two weeks or whatever, and I finally go to try it, and the battery's dead or something. Yeah, something like that. So I call AAA to come, and I get the <laughs> most obnoxious driver I have ever dealt with in my life. And, like... Like the, the sick part is like he knew that I couldn't tell if he was being serious with his jokes or if he was like really joking. So he just like kept going with the jokes. And I was just I, I just I couldn't. Yeah, he he was um he was how should I put this? He was um that that older white male that like that like if I'm even one tenth of that, I've I've asked Carl, I'm like Carlos, you, you need to like do something. You need to like you know, yeah. kill me or something like, and, and that sounds dramatic, but like, but like, like it's kind of just realized we're like on the air, um, but, but, um, but yeah, no, he was, he was really obnoxious. And yeah. Like, it, the one that got, that got under my skin, he was like, Oh, you, you would wait until the coldest day of the year to call in your dead battery. And I'm like, 
yeah, please change my battery. Like, I was like, yeah, do your job, please. Uh-huh. And, like, I, I had to step back because Tim just looked at me and he knew, like, I was... I was like, oh, God. Yeah. And he, he made some joke. Yeah. Like, he was like, oh, what was he saying? It was something like, oh, um, we don't keep the batteries on us or something. And I'm like, or they didn't tell me to bring a battery battery with me. And I'm looking at his truck. I'm like, you don't have a battery in there? Like, he's joking, but I'm taking mm-hmm. it seriously. And he likes that. Yeah. And he, like, keeps going with it. And he's like, oh, well, no, I don't know. It was just like... Yeah, and I'm already dealing with a dead battery. I do not need to deal with your terrible jokes, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was around this time, too. So it was like things. It was. I, I totally forgot about that. But it was like yes. literally the first coldest day of the year. And I think that's exactly Ugh. how it happened. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So annoying. Cars are the worst. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But hey, it's better now. I have a brand new battery. You do. And you do. It's, it's doing its thing. <laughs> um, we do need to get your oil changed, though. We do need to get my oil changed. Yeah. For a few miles now. Oh. I need to get like my 90,000 90, mile check in or whatever. I'm at like 95 and stuff. I got my mm-hmm. check in. We got to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. Close enough. But just, just to jump in. So, um, yeah. So just to go off what you were saying earlier, um, yeah, my, I have a couple of impressions from this holiday. The, the buffalo chicken dip definitely is like oh, yeah. up there. Like mm-hmm. that was, ooh. Um, and I think, and I think you, you just thought of it. You're like, you know what, why don't I just make my, my make, make my dip? Cause you were going to try to make like a, t- like a chicken, a chicken and they were all frozen. Cause it was like the morning of. And so he was, you know, normally you can go to a supermarket and get like a thawed chicken. You could. Uh-huh. Yeah. I walk into Price Shopper and their entire meat section is empty. I'm not even lying. I'm not exaggerating. There was no meat, no package, yeah. nothing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. I have chicken at home. I, I'll do a chicken dip. I wonder if, and this is maybe like a overly positive, naive yes, but I'm wondering if that's because people were or, or were meeting, hopefully, in smaller groups and just, like, staying home. So they're going out and buying things like that more so versus, like, going to someone else's house and yeah. buying a big turkey or something. I don't know. I feel like I, maybe I just went at a weird time that they were, like, You've clean. done that in previous years, though. You've gone, like, the day of or the day before. And I, my, my, I remember, like, my mom has done that when I was a kid, and it, it's never been a problem. There's always mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, so that was really good. That was, that was a smart call. And then, um, that morning I had, um, both a five mile run I had this virtual run oh, yeah. with this, oh, God, yeah. um, run that was in Austin with, with, with my one friend. And then I had a 5k that was with, um, my, my colleague, um, and, and with his partner's family. And I just, I showed up outside, ran with them, got back in the car, you know, um, so there wasn't like, you know, I wasn't there to get exposed, but yeah, yeah I went and, and joined them for their 5k. And, um, yeah, so all in all, I did eight miles of running and then I had the chicken dip and I just passed out on the couch. Like that was, that was essentially how, how it went. Yeah. Yeah. It was such a relaxing day. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was raining when you did your 5k with. Yes. It was raining by that point earlier in the morning. It was a little bit, but not much. Um, and then by the time I did the 5k, it started raining and yeah. So it was, it, it was, wet. it was funny. I was, um, was horrible. I had dropped him off to do the run. I wasn't going to do the run cause I'm good on the smart, but I drop him off. I'm like, okay, I'll drop you off. I'll run to the store, get whatever I need. I run to the store. I come back and 
this entire this huge crowd is like blocking the street that I need to go down. And it's it's them. It's the group that's doing the 5K. And they're literally like, no one could drive down the street. I don't know how they did it. They just blocked off the street and they're just like cheering each other on. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna keep driving. Hopefully no one sees me because I'm such an introvert. Yeah. Because <laughs> they would- <laughs> well, I think and I think only Steven and his partner would have recognized you. Yeah, no but else. he was right there front and center. So I was like, he's gonna try and pull me over and like get me oh. into this crowd. I'll just drive by. Luckily, like someone was just like running up, so they went like. Mm. But yeah, it was it was just funny. It was just like a it was, it was yeah it was awkward fun moment in my head. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah, they were really nice. It was it was fun. Um, this this all said, um, the one thing that definitely bothered, and I mean, it was it was okay, and I think part of it was because everyone was having to do it, and it was a smart and safe thing to do. Um, but not having family over, because I agree with you. I mean, we've we've gone into this Carlos with this dynamics where your family wants you to visit PA, my mom wants us to go to Rochester, and then we have to navigate it, and we've tried to get people to come to Albany, and you know, however, we would have done it this year if it hadn't been COVID. It it, it did not land well that like. You know, I wasn't seeing my mom on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, historically, I haven't seen my dad, and that's fine. We have our own setup with that. But, um, yeah, it was definitely weird, you know, and I think she navigated it okay. I I was, you know, again, it was a good day. But, yeah, that did not – and that's that's one of the – I think one of the hardest parts about COVID is yep. the position that it puts puts us in with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can imagine how some, some people are dealing with parents or family who – aren't taking it well, you know, mm. who they're like, oh, you're not coming to visit? What? Right. Like, and then, like, making that person feel crappy about it. Right. Like, ugh. Yeah, we were fortunate, I think, with our families. I mean, everyone was on the same page. Yeah. With that, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so no, that's a really good point, right? We didn't have, like, disagreements within our families mm-hmm. about about how to, how to do that, but I, I think a lot of families did. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, to, just to kind of use that as a segue... Um, working with our clients and I mean, so I guess how, uh, and I'll turn to you, Emma, I, I have, I guess, dynamics that I'm running into or, or I was, and I think still am going into now, uh, December. Um, but what, yeah, I guess, what have you been seeing theme wise? Kind of a good mix. Um, a good chunk of folks where it's like, yep, can't, can't see family. We're all on the same page. It sounds like similar, honestly, to all three of our families where, mm-hmm. Like, we're on it, we're not doing it kind of a thing. Um, but similar to what you were just saying, Carlos, that, uh, like, that obligation mm-hmm. can kind of play out where, oh, yeah, I called my whoever and said that we weren't going to be able to go, and they were really hurt, or some folks would say, like, oh, they were guilt-tripping, or, um, you know, whatever the case may be, where, you know, for some folks, it was kind of like, yes, and I have to navigate their fill in the blank emotion towards me um for others it was like so yeah now i'm going um mm-hmm. and that has had its own consequences for some folks which is not great yeah 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 unfortunately it's not over <laughs> yeah no we still have a few more holidays to go and yeah no, absolutely so how have you guys been like dealing with that with clients that are going through that. Right. You know, like, I mean, I'm very open with like, here are the risks kind of a thing. Um, And more in a sense of like, what feels most comfortable for you? Like what are the pros and cons of each option? Um, 
And I actually, a colleague of mine, because I had been speaking with her about my own, like weeks back, my own internal struggle of like, I really do want to go home. Like, mm. I do want to make it work. Um, before ultimately recognizing that just like, we got to do the responsible thing. Uh, and the question she had asked me was, well, yeah, I really wanted to go home. If you go home and then somebody tests positive, what will you feel? Mm. And it was kind of like, well, obviously I'll, I'll be, I'll have some fear. I'll probably have some anger. I'll definitely have some resentment. Because uh, within the context of like my family system between my, myself and my husband's family system is like, we absolutely do have some family members that are either essential workers and not really in control of their, their exposure or folks who are just a little less, um, be nice, Emma, a little <laughs> less, um, adherent to the scientifically supported guidelines. Well said. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it took a lot of People looking at your face, you were proud of that. You were like, I got some lessons. Yeah. Okay. I did, yeah. Like, it was good. Nice. <laughs> I was like totally not disrespectful. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have some of those folks. Um, which, like, that's where a lot of my resentment would go. So I've actually been kind of sharing that question with my clients. And that's an area where I will have some self-disclosure and say, like, you know, this was helpful for me to consider. Um, so at the very least, then, folks can make the decision that feels right for them or, like, most right for them. Grammatically, mm. <laughs> that's terrible. But just to consider it instead of, oh, I have to because I have to. Right. Right. Do we have to? Like, what are what are our options? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think yeah, and and kind of just to add to that. So I've been seeing essentially pretty similar as well, right? Where mm-hmm. you know, for most of my clients, they're pretty much of the mindset, yeah, no, like it it would make most sense per recommendations and science, and to not congregate, right? To not to not gather. Um, but I think you know, and with the whole like. And this is because, yeah, that's probably a big chunk of what I've found for my clients is navigating the family reaction if the family doesn't quite see it the same way um, or if the family has rationalized it in some way or, you know, yeah, the, the, they may have whatever set of reasons and I can't. But I guess this is the issue, right, is I also don't want to I, I really don't want to judge my clients for that because yeah. I think that, you know, I don't have to deal with my client's mom's reaction if he doesn't go, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to live that. And, you know, that, that could be a lot or too much, you know, depending Uh on the context. And I think, and I like the question you asked, I I think I've kind of gone there with clients too. I haven't asked it like that though. And I like that of like, well, how would you feel if, and kind of putting that, because again, it's not telling them what to do. It's not, you know, judging, you know, whatever they decide to do, but yeah, whatever you decide to do, you should take that into account. That should be part of your analysis of like, what is the game plan? If, you know, my mom becomes positive or my dad's positive and, you know, God forbid it was me that brought, you know, I was asymptomatic or whatever. And I brought that. Um, and I think part of what I've talked about with clients kind of in that same vein has been, um, t- sort of talking about more in general, how like, if, for example, if they're complaining about, well, you know, my mom just doesn't get it. And she's, you know, keeps asking me about coming and I keep telling her I'm not comfortable, but she's adamant that I, you know, if that's a dynamic, you know, I'll talk about in general, how people, and this is true, people are really struggling with the actual implications of what it means to get positive. Because I think people think, oh, well, it's a risk that I'm willing to take. Like, I feel like I'm healthy. Or even if even if the person feels that they could die, they think, 
Yeah. And it's like, this isn't like smoking where like you can go smoke in your car and give yourself lung cancer. And then, you know, that's on you. Like this is, if you get sick, you're going to put a bunch of frontline workers at risk. You're going to put anyone that you meet in between when you go to get your morning coffee or you go grocery shopping before you, you know, tested positive. Um, assuming that you would not go out if you did test positive, um, that, you know, you're going to, you're going to infect your community and people who, you know, marginalized communities and people who are in these mm-hmm. positions where they can't, like, they have to go to work. They have to go yep. and work at a hospital. They have to go. No, they, they, they don't have the option to work from home or to, you know, take a week off. Um, you're putting everyone else in this position by doing that. And people don't get that. I think people really still think of this as like, a, nope, if, if me and my family are okay with this, we'll take that risk. And it's like, no, like you're, you're putting everyone else at risk with that. And people don't get that. Um, clearly have my own reaction to it as I'm talking about it, but, but people don't, they don't, they don't get it. So I'll talk about that with clients in part to kind of validate where they're coming from, but also to kind of put out there, Hey, you're not alone with this. And yeah, just because your parents aren't getting it, you know, and yeah, there might be a lot of dynamics to deal with here. You know, is this, is this something where, you know, I mean, is it, is it still worth it? Basically, is it still worth, you know, putting them at risk and again, not just them, but your community and the people in your okay. community at risk. And I think once we get to that point, it becomes even harder to then justify avoiding mom's dynamics, right? It's like, it's even harder at that point. Cause well, yeah, you know, I don't want to deal with that, but if I'm going to be responsible for a nurse, you know, dying or, you know, I think that comes with its own weight. Not that, right. you know, uh, getting your parents infected doesn't, but I think that comes with just additional weight, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, because absolutely, not, yeah, it's not like you're only, it's not like you're only infecting your mom or a relative. Right. It's like you have the possibility to affect your mom and then your mom can infect all these different people. Right. So it's like a chain reaction. So, yeah, it's not, I, I don't know. I don't understand how people don't understand this by now, you know? it's like we have how many cases you know what, no, in the but u.s here, but here's the thing no and, and fortunately and, and again not to go back to politics i, I promise we won't but i i think it, it it's, it's really not surprising that people don't get it because i think we have very we have a very privileged entitled part and and sort of segments of our society right um you know my demographic is is the top of that right you know white men who come off as straight, like, you know, we are very fragile and entitled and, and maybe I'll get shit for this, for saying this on the air, but it's true. Like, I think our demographic really struggles, um, with any kind of like, Hey, don't do that. Cause this is going to hurt 18 other people. Like, okay. like we just don't. And I think there's, there's a lot of layers to that. I think, you know, just one of those layers being, I think as a society, we've been founded on a very individualistic type of mindset, yes. right? It's like, no, I don't want to pay you know, the British taxes, you know, I want to live on my own prairie land and I'm going to destroy this property to make that point. Um, God forbid anyone else does, but, you know, but we're going to do that. Um, So I think that it's that, and that's not to go into like the larger history, but I think all of that comes into play when you then ask the American public, please wear a mask, please, you know, please try to minimize any exposure, please make these sacrifices. We do not do well with that. And historically, we haven't. Whenever this comes up, I mean, during the Spanish flu, I mean, I know I think we've seen things on the internet about this and it it gets passed around. They had anti-maskers then. Yeah, it was the same deal. Same deal, right? And and they have this in Germany. Like, they've had this in other, I think Spain, they were having protests around mask wearing. I mean, it's it's not even just, but I think, again, these more privileged, wealthier countries, it's, you know, it's those more privileged segments of the population that really struggle with this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
anyway, that was a total soapbox moment, but I think that all comes into play. And I think we're seeing the remnants of that when working mm-hmm. with our clients and working within our systems with us. Yes. Yeah. My neighbors are home. If you heard that beep, sorry. I think that. Beep. <laughs> it's okay. Our, our dog, um, he's been kind of like adjusting him. Like he's like, you know, lying mm. down and getting back up, getting some water. So we might hear some yeah. background noise, but I think he's settled. Finally, <laughs> we'll use this though as a time to kind of like pause. Moments where we're really good about that, and yeah. then other moments where we're like, "I'm sorry, did I just talk for half an hour straight? <laughs> My bad." Yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. I won't even put a commercial on this one because it'll be so short. So we can just yeah. keep talking. Sure. Where we are. I already paused. Nice. We're played. So. So we're going. We're okay. just going. Well, so then, so then we're turning. Um. So yeah, I mean, other thoughts on that though. On. Um, I would like to challenge your, um, your thought. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like how this is like, I challenge thee. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I've been in that mood today. Like I'm, I'm making challenges and making decrees left and right today. Good for you. Yeah. I'm liking it. <laughs> That's okay. Um, no, cause you're, I forget exactly what you said. I'm also in that mood today where I'm not remembering anything i'm just like a lot is happening today mm-hmm. been a very busy day um but you, you were saying something along the lines where it's just like it's our privilege that's making us like be like oh mask I, I think i think it's one of the things it's probably one of the things yes but i also i just think it's the um i want to say it's just the size of our country as well as like just the education mm. um because if you look at countries like I think it's New Zealand. Mm. They yeah. had a strict one month lockdown. You cannot yes. leave your house. You can yes. only go buy groceries. And literally that was pretty much it. Like you couldn't groceries and the doctors mm-hmm. and what happened to the virus? It disappeared. Right. And then, and then it came back and, and they then did it the came same back thing. and they did the same thing yep. and they have no virus again. Yep. And I feel bad because there's this one person I watched on TikTok where she doesn't like wear a mask mm. um, out in public because they don't need to. Mm. And like all these people are giving her crap about it. So she had like had to like give them, you know, break it down and be like, no, we're not idiots. Right. Like this is why I have to wear a mask. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> like, but it's like, um, like if they can do it, America should be able to do it. Right. I don't see why we can't. Well, but and again, correct me if I'm if I'm mishearing, but I, no, I hear that. It's like doing that with that country versus over 300 million people in in the U.S. Oh, or in a yeah. country that that's you know probably more populous. Mm-hmm. Um, just a, just a, like sheer size, it becomes harder and harder to. Is that? I mean, am I hearing I that mean, right? I think it. I think yes, but I I think people are making it harder than it needs to be. Mm. Um, I don't know. I have very, I have a lot of thoughts about the way things could have been done. I could mm. probably do like a two hour podcast on how I would have handled the pandemic. And, <laughs> yeah. but, um, yeah, I guess it's irrelevant because mm. I'm not a world leader. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Mm. I'm good. <laughs> He's going to make that decreases. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I, I own America now. Sorry. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, yeah, I'm everywhere today. Don't, don't. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? I think you're both right. Like the sheer size, socially, politically, economically, there are a whole lot of barriers Mm -hmm. into why the U.S. wouldn't be able to like, um, get its shit together. Mm. Um, 
but I do think there's a ton of privilege that plays into that as well. So I guess I'm like right in the middle of the two of you. Uh, not that it's a continuum, but yes, you are both nailing it. Um, and I know a lot of my clients have, uh, I feel so terrible with this because a lot of my clients will kind of cope with missing Thanksgiving mm. with looking forward to a lot of these December holidays and it feels really shitty, but I, I, I have that kind of obligation of like, yeah, we can be hopeful for the future, but for the vast majority of my clients, it's, it's Christmas that they're looking forward to. Mm. And it's like, okay, but Christmas is three weeks from now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is going to significantly change? Like, I, I get it because I'm in the same boat as them where I'm like, I really hope I can see my family for Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I probably won't. It's, it's right. not going to happen. It's yeah. not going to happen. Even, even with the vaccines that are getting distributed next week or whatever, yeah, no. they're going to first line, you know. Yep. Oh, and it's going to be at least month. We'll be lucky if we're in this, if we're in next summer, and the vast majority of people have access right. to this. We'll be lucky if that's. And even when that happens, there's, there'll be questions of there'll be people who won't be able to take the vaccine. There'll be people who who are then going to rely on others having taken the vaccine. But then if enough of the public is oh I don't you know whatever, you know then you know so there's lots of dynamics. So there's lots of unknowns that could yeah. come up with that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, just to add to this though, I think well for one, it's telling that our conversation dove into COVID as we're talking about the holidays, but it, I mean, but this is, this is the era, right? Like this is a yeah. part of what's now coming up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like any topic we think of it, like it automatically will turn to COVID. It will, it will turn back to that. It, it has to, like, that's what's going on right now. That's the, the defining factor of everyone's lives right now. Yeah. And one thing with the holidays, and actually I, I, this has come up in a few of my sessions and it was, it was said to me at one point and I, like, it just made a ton of sense. Um, uh, but it's come up in a few of my sessions, even prior to the holidays, but especially now and going back to that, Emma, you know, people saying, oh, well, you know, this holiday is, you know, three weeks away. I want to spend Christmas with, you know, whatever. And again, as, as hard as this is, and I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I would not judge that because, yeah, I think depending on who you are and what this holiday means to you, there can be anywhere from relief, which is okay, to, you know, thank God I don't have to, you know, see my family, to really, like, real uh, uh, mourning and grief around that. Yeah. Like that's, um, but one way I do put it to clients is that as valid as the mourning and grief is, and we, you know, I think in many ways just need to sort of sit with that and process that and just validate that. Um, one way to look at it is that you are trading in time by doing this, right? You're, you're trading in this Christmas or hopefully being able to now spend X number of Christmases afterwards versus putting that X number, you know, I mean, you could have it all, right? You could go and no one gets sick and it's all good, but you're taking that risk. And are you going to risk, you know, 30 more of these versus, you know, you know that if you sacrifice this one, the chance of having those additional 30 goes up. <laughs> like it's just, it's less risk to that long-term. Um, yep. So I, that's another way I, I put it to clients just as, as a way to look at it. Again, that's not going to eradicate the grief and mourning, nor should it. You know, there's just there's just valid grief and mourning in this. Um, yeah. When you say it like that, I think of, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, quick. Um, when you say that, I think of, I forget what the term is, but it's a term when you like make a deal with a demon to mm-hmm. to like oh my god it, you're basically that's what you're saying you're you're basically making a deal to Am have I saying that? yeah you're basically making a deal to enjoy your holiday at the expense of possibly doing so it's, that's what you're uh, yeah i guess yeah you're yeah basically yeah, making I hear. a deal to sell your soul to the devil <laughs> 
example. I don't put it like that, but but yes, I hear what you're saying. That's, no, but the way you said it, that's what I hear. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly uh-huh. how it sounds like. One of my clients hear that. It just seems very intense that way. But yes, you, you're right though. That you're basically is, trading in one yeah. day to possibly kill yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't say like oh, that's a client, but, but yes, absolutely. But that's, that's, but that is it. That's what they need to hear. And, and that's from and that's, a non-clinician. <laughs> I'm not a clinician. I'm not an LMC. Well, it depends on the context. Sometimes, sometimes I'm a clinician though, too. Like being direct with your clients is okay. Yeah. By the way, I don't want yeah. to imply that, it, that you shouldn't be. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's where my face comes from. But no, you're right. Like that is ultimately what's on the line, right? Basically, yeah. You know, and then, yeah. right. Trying to, and this goes back to your point at the beginning, I'm like trying to hold that not you know, unconditional positive regard, non-judgment. If you have a client that just, you know, for whatever set of factors, they go, they see mom and dad and they're there. And, you know, I'm still not going to judge that. I think there's reasons why someone may end up doing that, but yeah, that's what's on the line though. That's, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. I will acknowledge like selfishly, just purely for myself, not even the betterment of the community. I want all of my clients to do that because I have been noticing the toll that COVID has been taking on me professionally in like the recent month or so. Um, just because I've I've had a good chunk of my clients getting COVID themselves. I've been navigating family deaths with a good chunk of my clients who mm-hmm. had COVID-related deaths. Like I feel like there are just some days where I will have my four hour like my four hours in the morning back to back and I will get to my lunch and I'm exhausted because every single session was focusing on COVID processing from their own illness or their family's illness or their family's death. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, like I realized I had a client who had COVID who missed session and I had to sit with this fear of like, are they dead? Mm, like, yeah, yeah. did my client die and I'm not going to necessarily know? Yeah. Right. And like, because I, not all of my clients are the healthiest. Not all of my clients are, not to say that my clients are like the highest. Well, actually, I have plenty of really high risk clients. So I got those too. But yeah. um, just, you know, it's it's not just just the flu and, oh, it's just a cold and you get over it. I, I hope that, okay. I was going to say, I hope most people know that they don't. So yeah. FYI, mm. PSA, it's not just the flu. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just am. Selfishly, I don't want my sweet baby angel clients to die because my clients are so cool. <laughs> and I also want to selfishly, like, not be navigating death because that's a lot of emotion to hold. Yeah. You know, I'm used to navigating death with my clients. Yeah. I can hold that space when it's back to back to back, which yeah. is one of the lovely side effects of this wonderful pandemic. It's really exhausting. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, wow, I, I know that's going to be coming this month, whether I like it or not. It'd be great if in the coming months I could start like easing off. Yeah. And I don't know if you've had some of that as well, Tim. Yeah. Yeah, no, I have. And I, and I had one case where, um, yeah, it was very similar where I just, I did not know if my client was going to be, cause they, 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 they had it. I mean, it hadn't been confirmed, but they knew that they had it basically. And it got really bad. And, um, yeah, and there's just there were pros and I mean, you know, in terms of where they lived and whatnot, there were just things to weigh out in terms of going to a hospital. And 
I, I ultimately couldn't make that decision for them. Although there was a safety part of my brain of like, you know, you need to get medical, you know, but it's like, it was, it, there was a lot of factors that they were understandably. And I think in a valid way weighing. Um, uh-huh. And so, yeah, I just, I did not know what was going to happen and whether I would uh-huh. talk to them again. And thankfully I was able to, and thankfully, you know, we still meet and, you know, but that adds to another piece of, then there's a the long-term effects of that. Right. So here's the yeah. thing, right. So let's say, you know, the, the vaccine gets distributed and we have, um, I know we're almost out of time, but uh, vaccine gets you know distributed and everyone, you know, well, most people are trusting of it and they take it and it works well and it's so effective. And, you know, we get to June and, you know, we're able to navigate in a similar, if not the same, but in a fairly similar way as we were before, right? If we were to deem that best case scenario, and I might prefer based on who you ask, but if that's the best case scenario, as therapists and as providers, we're going to be talking about this for years. Mm-hmm. It's not, it doesn't end, right? Yeah. And I think that trauma fatigue, which I think we probably have talked about in here, but that trauma fatigue that I think comes up for clients and for people facing it comes up for us in our personal lives, but then also comes up for us when we have five or six sessions back to back. Yeah, I think like that's, this is just the beginning of that. Um, I'm laughing a little bit because that trauma fatigue, I, I'm just thinking it took me a minute to recognize it. Yeah. And I would, every single day, I'm so exhausted. I was like complaining to my husband. I was like, maybe, maybe I'm squinting. Maybe I need some blue light glasses. <laughs> You're just kind of like, uh-huh. Yeah. Right. That's it. And then I was like, oh. Yeah. Or this is just emotionally a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, like, and again, there's been other examples and and we could go on and on, but I think like, you know, um, I think of like therapists who were practicing during 9-11 and who were practicing, right? Like, I'm sure they they had their own version of this for just for years afterwards, because, you know, their clients, their caseloads and them and their families were affected. They potentially lost loved ones, you know, that's so. And I think this is this is that, but it's drawn out over a year plus, at least, where it's yes. like, and, and way more people have died. Way more people have died. And it's, it's, it's literally affecting more people. Yes. 9-11, we just like, kind of just like saw it. Yes. Like COVID is literally affecting every single person in the United States right now. Right. So yeah. like, yep. like hearing you say that, I was just like, oh my God, in 10 years, I'm still going to be talking about freaking COVID. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm still going to be talking about COVID in 10 years. Yes. 20 years. I'm still going to be like, it's, it's that thing. And yes. I'm literally exhausted just thinking about it. Yes. Just like the rest of my life, this is going to be a thing. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. I just want the grief to lessen a little bit. <laughs> yeah, which is better. Yeah. Like, I, just, I want yeah. the deaths to, to stop so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, we're, I think we're almost there. Pretty close. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I mean. I hope so. I Good. mean. There's been really positive development, right? Right on the on the on the medication and the vaccine front. I mean, you know, yeah. Which is again, that could be a whole other podcast, but um, those those are, yeah, those are really positive things. Um, But again, yeah, there's going to be economic disparities. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be issues with how this is distributed. We can already see it, you know, like the trauma is 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 definitely not definitely not over. We would Um, make distribution weird. Yeah, no, it will be. Like I, I was watching a, a video on YouTube uh, from ABC uh, today, and they were like, "So how?" They were asking some random doctor, "How do you plan on distribute distributing the Pfizer vaccine?" And he's like, "Oh, well, blah blah." I'm like, "Why are you giving this guy, this poor guy, the first degree on live television, like right now about it? Like, that's going to change. Like, right. that's not going to stay the same. Like, right. you're just." Oh, I, I can't stand people sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
I know it's four o'clock. Yeah, we do got to have to go. <laughs> um, any here. last thoughts? If you, yes, PSA, if you get tested because you're going to go home and see family, wait to get your results and find out if you are actually positive or not before yeah. going home. Yes. Call. Yep. Call. On top of that, um, real quick, I know you, we got to go. Emma, um, do we have a black no, business that we want to advertise? Oh my gosh, yes. Which one do I want to do? I've, I've been getting so many things in. Um, Side note, oh. um, I, I, I am purchasing from, I think it was uh, Harlem uh candle you are yes ah. yeah oh i i ocean that i talked about oh, last time i have added a couple of those things to my personal christmas wishes nice. so nice i'm hoping i want that same shirt mm-hmm. um i would highlight oh no now i'm forgetting have i done this one already the lit bar does that sound familiar to either of no, you I think that's new. no that's new that's i think new. beautiful um, I will send you the link, Carlos. Okay. It is a bookstore that is in the city. I'm so bad with the city. Maybe it's in Brooklyn. Maybe it's in the Bronx. I don't know. It's somewhere in the city. Um, and I, I, it, I, I have clients I work with in the city who just cringe at that side note. Like, I, oh my God, like those are to- two totally different places. Everybody, honestly, everybody I know who has any relationship with the city is always like, Emma, you're an idiot. But it's cool. I don't know the you city. You live there. Just, okay. Yeah. No, I'm like, someplace in that I'm amalgamation of places um but it is the lit bar um and it is a bookstore and of course a black owned business they will ship i will totally acknowledge i've ordered from them a few times the shipping takes a little bit longer my sense is it's a smaller bookstore so if you're ordering something that they don't just like have in the bookstore Mm -hmm. they will order it first and then ship it to you so it's definitely not amazon um which is part of why i prefer it (laughs) right um but it sounds, I wish I did remember which part of the city it is actually located in because it is the only bookstore for that area, as a matter of fact. Wow. So, yeah. yeah, right? So I think good old-fashioned books that are not like Kindle edition or whatever are fantastic. I love me a Kindle as well. But if you know people who, they also actually sell audiobooks, fun fact. Yeah. Um, so they'll have the audiobooks or Paper. actual Yes, paper books. So, <laughs> nice. highly, highly recommend. Just make sure you order sooner rather than later if you're trying to get it for a specific holiday or a specific date. Makes sense. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We'll include the link in the Instagram post uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. for this episode. Um, but yeah, that's that's awesome, Emma. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. My pleasure. So. Thank God. Yeah, so we'll end a packed episode. Uh, Thank you for joining us, and we will uh, follow up in the coming weeks. Awesome. Thank you, guys.